Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So I want to talk to you today in this world that we live in and, and what I'm busy with speaking on or teaching is maybe one of the greatest and most important revelations you can have as a Christian. And I want to continue to talk about your attitude and where your mind is set. Because your mindset determines everything in your life. And your mindset is not something you chose, although now you better choose it. It's something that has been cultivated throughout your life by your experiences, education, culture, religious beliefs, your parents, your friends, your peers. So everybody sitting here today have a mindset or a program or an attitude, an inner belief system that controls you and that will either propel you into the future God has for you or will keep you from the promised life that God has for you. I mean, uh, you can shabba, 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 and we should. You can shandai, hundai, tie my bow tie, and you should, because that's part of renewing your mind. But more than just being anointed, you need transformation. You need your mind changed. Because if we can get you to think differently, we'll get you to act differently. What's the problem that we are seeing in South Africa now? As soon as problems come, people think 30 years ago. It's like some people never want to let go of the past. Hey brother, if you're a Christian, you have to be like Paul, who said this one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I reach forward to those things that are ahead. Come on South Africa, time to move on. Learn from yesterday, but don't camp at yesterday because camping at yesterday will keep us from the future that God has for us, okay? So I want to talk to you this morning about setting your mind on things above. Colossians 3 verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, If, if, that's your decision, you were raised with Christ, meaning you are born again, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God, a place of authority and a place of victory. Set your mind on what? Not your culture, not your tradition, not your political affiliation, but set your mind on things above, where Christ is. Now I'll tell you, heaven is not talking about our politics. Heaven is not talking about black hating white and white hating black. Heaven is talking about God's agenda, which is if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Say amen. Now you better talk to me this morning because a lot of you have got your minds in a wrong place and we see it on your tweets and we see it in your social media. So he says, seek those things which are above. Everybody say above. Say I am above, say it. Say I am above, say it this morning. Say I am seated, say it. In a place of victory, in a place of authority. Say it this morning, say I am a new creature. In Christ Jesus, hallelujah. He says, set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. For you died 
Adbosov died. Adam Johannes Jacobus Bosov. Dat was mijn naam. Je hebt nooit geweten. Nee, ik is geboren, getoren en niet getoren. Nie. Maar uh, van uh, Genesis tot Openbaring. Dat is ik, Adam Johannes. Alles daar van Genesis tot Openbaring. So I had no choice but to go to the ministry. Okay? So, uh, Adam Johannes Jacobus Bosov died. And it's with a C, please. Don't insult me. With, um, which is Christ, okay? Um, died. On the 14th of November 1982. You said, Pastor, I thought that was your birth date. You are right. My born again birth date. When I came alive to Christ, when I received the new life, the Christ life, that day, the old man, the old man, the old identity, that day, that man died. And he says, your new life is hidden. Your new life is hidden where? With Christ in God. Now, if something is hidden, it has to be discovered and uncovered or uncovered to be discovered. So the Bible says in Romans 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can either retain the old identity or you can put on the new identity. But I think Paul is very clear that after salvation, if any man be in Christ, if you are then risen with Christ, which means you are born again, then you have to take the responsibility where you place your thoughts because where you set your mind is who you are becoming or what you are becoming and where your mind is set is the direction you are heading. So if your mind is set on defeat, that's where you're going. If your mind is set on inadequacy, that's where you're going. If your mind is set on I cannot, that's where you are going. If your mind is set on I'm a victim because of, that's where you are going. It's because in Christ there is no victim. In Christ there's no inferiority. In Christ there's no lack. In Christ you, oh come on man, you have a new life. In Christ you are seated above. In Christ you are not bound by your culture. You are a new creature. I said you are a new creature. So start acting like a new creature. Start talking like a new creature. Start posting like a new creature. Start, start worshiping like a new creature. Start behaving like a new creature. Don't say I'm a Christian, but I'm a Christian, but I'm gonna hate people of that color or I'm gonna hate people of that color. You're not a Christian man because the nature of Christ is love. God is love. And if you put on Christ, you put on love. There'll be no hate speech coming out of your mouth. There will no, be no um, uh, demeaning conversation come out of your life. Your conversation will be inclusive because Jesus died for the whole world. God so loved that He gave His only begotten Son. He died for the whole world. Come on, you better become a lover of all people. Or you're not a true ambassador of Christ. You're not an ambassador of your culture. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're not an ambassador for your color. You're an ambassador for Christ. Come on. And in Christ, there's no color. In Christ, there's no uh, 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 tradition. And, and we're going to talk about that tonight as well. Because you see things and you start thinking like a white Afrikaner or like a, a, a black Kosa or like a, you start thinking like that. Right? No, not you. You are angels, okay? I'm preaching to your friends this morning because none of you do that. So to set your mind means, listen, what it means to set your mind, it means to fix firmly. It means to make your mind immovable. So you don't allow people, conversations to pull you out of your Christ identity, even if you get heated under the collar. 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 There it is. He said it means to give rigid form or condition to. 
So some of you are rigid in your beliefs and those beliefs contradict the Word of God. You will not change. But Christianity requires growth, which requires change, which means we all have to change. You change your mind, you change your life. You refuse to change your mind, you will never receive the Christ life, which is the victorious life, which is the life that sits you above. So you have to be rigid in your Christ mindset, not rigid in your hurt, your anger, your pain, your resentment, the memory of the past, immovable. Every time you open your mouth, that same hurtful conversation comes out. That means your mind is set in the wrong place. We have to push the reset button. Everybody talks about the great reset. The greatest reset has to happen between our ears. Amen. Because what's happening between our ears is affecting every area of our lives. Okay? Doesn't help you pray in tongues and you're speaking something else. Not going to change anything. So we have to work on setting our minds in the right place and keeping it there. Because there's a lot of voices, a lot of images, a lot of things happening that want to pull your mind down. Yeah, to think as the old Jew. And that's what COVID did, unfortunately. People were isolated, blacks and whites and colored and Asian. And everybody sat in their circles again. And many of the things that we overcame as a nation are flaring up again. Because people were forced into isolation. It was the devil's plan. Where people suddenly think about, again, like a white Afrikaner or a, a black Zulu or a Kosa or whatever. Now, thank God for our culture. There's some good things. But you better understand that a kingdom culture is way above any other culture. And kingdom uh, uh, promise is way above everything else. Are you, say amen. Alsjeblieft. It also means to make your mind unyielding or obstinate. What are you? are very obstinate, but about the wrong things. There's a good stubbornness and there's a bad stubbornness. So you want to be stubborn in Christ, immovable. When people have a conversation, you don't go down to that level. You don't entertain it. You're not in church, hallelujah, amen, pastor, when I talk about we are one and there's no color, but when you sit with your white or black brothers, then suddenly the center of your conversation is your color. You ain't got no part of Christ then. Your mind is obstinate. Your mind is set on the wrong things, which will cause havoc and division. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? It's like people going, they say, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Well, what piece is that? I just have to get it off my chest. Well, what's on your chest? It means to put in place or in position your mind. You have to put it in place. Now listen, a new mindset doesn't happen by itself. Like no building renovation takes place by itself. To renovate everything, you have to pull down what the Bible calls strongholds, which is not devils in the air, which are thoughts that are occupying your mind, your prevailing mindset. You have to pull down certain strongholds and you have to replace. You have to remove something in order to replace it with something. You have to remove the old life in order to bring in the new life. You can't one day 
talk like an old man and the next day you talk like a new man. What are you then? You are confused. You don't know who you are. You've never discovered who you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says, if then you were risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. So every conversation that's not above, every conversation that's divisive, every conversation that's exclusive, you should have no part of that as a Christian. Because you are an ambassador of God and the assignment of an ambassador is reconciliation. Reconciling man with God and man with man. Come on, South Africa, say amen. The millions watching on television, come on. I don't care where you are, but become a reconciliator. Become a Christ man, a Christ woman. Become a Christ ambassador. Become a Christ creature. Become a person that's above the rest of the people in the world. Come on, if somebody does something, don't be reactive and get your thoughts down on this earth. You set your mind, you cement your mind on things above. Come on, say it again, say I'm above, say it. Say I'm above, say it. Say I'm above in Jesus' name. Pas op wat jy kwijtraak om die braai. Careful what you say in, in careless moments. So what you set your mind up on what you give your undivided attention to is what you are becoming and is the direction you are heading. And 10 to 1, if we look at your friends, we know exactly where your mindset is at. So we saw last week how Israel perished, not because of lack of God's presence, power, promise, anointing. Listen now, South Africa. Israel never got their minds out of Egypt. They, their mindset was bound to their past. And their focus was upon their problems. So they could never see the promises of God. One of the greatest lessons, I'll talk about it tonight. The Bible says this happened as an example to us. How they perished. They didn't perish because of the giants. They didn't perish because there was a lack of anointing. Pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, God, supernatural vision, miracle upon miracle every day. They perished, the Bible says, because of a prevailing mindset. They limited God. And you see it through two things, a prevailing mindset. Your focus, what you see, and number two, your conversation. So when those 12 spies went out, quickly recapping, 12 saw exactly the same thing, like we all see the same thing in South Africa, in Africa, in our world, we see exactly the same thing. But somehow we have what we see when it comes through our inner beliefs, we interpret differently because of the way we have been programmed. Our past, whatever we've been through, we have a treasure, the Bible calls, we have an inner belief system, we call them filters in our minds. Scientifically, it's proved we have grooves through repetitive thinking in our minds. So if something happens, you fall into a groove. And a, the difference between a groove and a grave is a groove is a grave with the ends kicked out. You're dead, you're going nowhere. So when you come to Christ, you have to rethink things so that you can redo things, so that you can live the life that God has for them. So God brought Israel out with a mighty hand. Everybody experienced God's miraculous provision. God says, now go spy the promised land. They all see the same thing, but they bring back different reports. 10 says... They do not set their mind on the promise. They focus on the problems. They say there are giants in that land. Say so it's a good land, South Africa, but... Hello? You're not only goats, but... Sheep, amen, amen. Sheep, amen. Come on, man. Amen. Not but, 
No, you said Africa is good land, but but nothing, but will land you on your butt. You have to get off your butt and get back in the stance and position of faith and believe what God says. Like Caleb and Joshua, who quieted the people, who silenced the people and said, let us go but once for we are well able to possess it. Come on, you have to get rid of the negative conversation in your life. You have to get rid of the naysayers. You have to stop conversation with the unbelievers. You have to stop conversation with those who want to pull you down to this world because they will cost you your destiny and your promised land. Are you listening to me this morning? Conversation will keep you from your future. So God says to Moses, after God wants to wipe them all out, He says, I have pardoned according to you all, but as truly as I'm God, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the, of the Lord. Okay, so God says, I'll get this job done with or without you. South Africa will be a land of milk and honey. You may mess it up now. But then 20 years from now, there will be a generation that get it right. 30 years from now, 40 years from now, people that do not go back to the past, people that are not hateful and spiteful, people who are not destructive, God will have His way in South Africa. Either it will be now, after 2024, or it will be 40 years from now because the promises of God are yet, amen. If a generation has to die out, then a generation will die out, but God's Word will be kept. Amen. So uh, God says to Moses, none of those men will go into the promised land except my servant Caleb because he has a different spirit. Now, people don't have a different spirit inside. He had a different attitude. Seen in what? His conversation. A contrasting attitude to the other 10. Seen in what? Their conversation. We've been not able. And what does God say to Moses? He says, go tell those people that are always negative, pessimistic, always say, I cannot, it's too difficult, it's impossible. God says in Numbers chapter 14, He says, go tell them, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do for you. Now come on, on the count of three, everybody on this place, you are going to say, we have a future and a hope in South Africa. One, two, three, say it. No, come and I want to feel your belief today because some of you don't believe it. Say it today in the name of Jesus. Say we have a future and we have a hope in South Africa. Come on. Some of you have to change your minds. So follow me this morning, please. Follow and listen. Pay attention. So, so God brings them out of Egypt, which is a type of salvation. I told you the thing we have to work on is the in-between. So Egypt is the land of sin, the land of bondage, the land where we were bound to thinking patterns, certain behaviors. So when God saves you, the Bible says Colossians 1 verse 13, He translates you. God does that. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it's a sovereign work of God, salvation. He saves you, okay? instantly translated from the domain, the power, the authority of darkness and translated into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of His dear Son. Victory, authority, blessing, deliverance. That's where you are. But now to get rid of the old life is a process of renewal, which we call sanctification or in a more simple term, discipleship, teaching them to observe all things I've instructed you. Because without the Word of God, your mind will never change. A mind does not reconstruct itself. The mind now has to be saved. 
Your spirit man, when you are born again, 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says, you are born again of incorruptible seed, the Word of God that lives and abides forever. So your spirit man is regenerated by the Holy Spirit. So you renew you. So if you were black before you got saved, guess what? You're gonna be black after you got saved. Let me go a little bit deeper. If you were a man before you got saved, Canada, you are gonna be a man after you got saved, okay? You're not biologically going to change. God's not confused. God made you who He wanted you to be. Now, if you don't like it, that's the truth, okay? So if you were confused before you got saved, you're going to be confused after you got saved. If you were stingy before you got saved, you'll be stingy after you get saved. If you were depressed before you got saved, you're going to have thoughts of depression after you got saved. If you were unhappy before you got saved, you'll have the joy of the Lord, but we have to teach you to put on the Christ attitude, etc., etc. So everything that you carried, all the baggages, the mindset that has been cultivated, that's why God always goes to a younger generation because they are less messed up in their minds. Not if you listen to some young people in South Africa. But if you're 50 years old, you've had 50 years of being messed up in your thinking. And I'm not saying all your thinking is bad. But all thinking not in line with your Christ identity is messed up. All of it. Why are you sitting as if I'm talking Latin? I'm not a Catholic priest. So uh, the old life, to go from the old to the new. We're not talking about the spiritual uh, transition because that's God's work. It's like, bam, in a twinkling of an eye, an instant. Now we have to talk about sanctification, which is where we have to focus. Because the more we change your mind, the more we change your life. A new thought will set you on a new course. We want to change your living. We have to change your thinking. Even righteousness, holiness, in the mind of Christ, you're already holy. But listen, if you think like a sinner after you're born again, you're going to act like a sinner. If you still think thoughts of defeat after you were born again, you're going to act in defeat. That's why the Bible says, if you are then raised with Christ, seek the things above. Set your mind. What is above? Victory, authority, blessing. Keep your mind on things alive, your Christ life. We're going to talk about that because I'm going to say it a third time. No renovation happens by itself. The Bible says in Romans 12 is to be not conformed to this world, but be, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing. That word renewing means by the renovation of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. So what happens to people is they get born again. They neglect the discipleship part, which is the road to sanctification. Heiligang, heiligmaking. Nie wat jou vlerk is geen laat groei in die donker soos een engelkie nie, maar wat jou transformeer in die gestalte van Christus Jesus, wat die proces is. Dis nie een oomlik nie. That's why I cannot lay hands on you and say, come out, unrenewed mind. I have to work on your mind. I have to help you change the patterns I have to help you reconstruct. There are things we have to remove because whenever the pressure is on, people are born again, but then their thoughts are still there. What was Egypt's problem? What was the challenge, right? Come, say to me. They were out of Egypt, right? But when the challenges came, what showed up? Egypt showed up because it took God one night to get them out of Egypt. It took God 45 years to get Egypt and Egyptian thinking out of them. Leister South Africa as a belief. 
all the power, all the anointing, supernatural provision, and nothing shifted in them. Why? Because they never shifted their focus. I said they never shifted their focus. They never set their minds on new things. They never set their minds intentionally on God and on the promise of God. So whenever the problems came, what did they do? They blamed Egypt. And then if you blame Egypt, you have to find somebody to blame. So who are you gonna blame? You're gonna blame the leader. They blame Moses. But actually they were not blaming Moses. They blaming God. They saying, God, you did a terrible job. God, you, and God says, excuse me now. I did 10 miracles in Egypt. I did 10 miracles on the way to the promised land. I told you I'm giving you this land, but you will not believe me. You've tested me 10 times. I did 20 miracles for you. So all the miracles in the world will not shift your mindset. If it did, it would, people would not have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, had the books been written, on all the things Jesus did, the world would not contain them. That's how much he, but when he was crucified, there was not one person to stand for him. That's why the, the, the focus on the New Testament is not conversion only, starting point, but what? Discipleship, which is a disciplined follower of Christ, which is pursuing the Christ life. So as you pursue the Christ life, you are transformed into the image of Christ. So it is a journey. So we are all on this journey, get it? We've all been translated out of darkness. All of us, born again by the Spirit of God. Where you are in the journey of sanctification or the journey of transformation, I don't know. Because sometimes people, we understand you are there spiritually. We're talking about now going from here in your thoughts, your actions, your conversation, because your conversation will cost you life and death in the power of the tongue, stayed by the words of your mouth. Uh, uh, you steal your life with the words of your mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the, the, the heart is the treasure. A good man out of the good treasure of heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. The tree is known by its fruit. So if we're going to change the future, we have to change the treasure. We have to change the thoughts. We have to change the program, the automatic program, because your subconscious is what controls you. We have to rewrite the, the overriding program, not the program that you quickly put in, but when the pressure comes, the old program shows up again. The old man shows up. The old thinking, the old conversation shows up like this. What does that mean? The mind has not shifted. The focus has not shifted. Is there bitterness in the Christ life? No. Is there unforgiveness in the Christ life? No. How's, how come some of you are holding on to unforgiveness? It's, it doesn't belong in Christ. How come some of you are holding on to bitterness, resentment? It's not part of the Christ life. It's not there. There's no past in the Christ life. There's, in Christ, you are complete. That's why it says, if you are raised with Christ, get it. If you are raised with Christ, you're born again. Time for change. Now, my friend, as Christians today, I think we think we're on a cruise ship. It's like there's no commitment to change. You watch people's commitment to transformation. You see, it's very little. That's why so few Christians actually transform. Because the thing God will not do and cannot do is change your mindset. I'll say it again. The thing God cannot and will not do is change your mindset. If He could, He would have changed Israel's mindset in Egypt. But because of their mindset, the Bible, there's one thing God couldn't do in the Bible. The Bible says they limited God. They stopped the plan of God 
They provoked God. They limited God. Hebrews 3 verse 9, it says, So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Not lack of God's power, lack of God's promise, lack of angels, too many demons, too much spiritual power, too much witchcraft. Those things do not stop us. Why? Because we're not under those powers. We are under the power of Christ. We are raised with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places. We are blessed in Christ. We are in, oh, come on, man. We are in a position of authority. We are in a position of victory. We're not trying to obtain the victory. We have the victory. Not trying to obtain deliverance. We have been delivered. Have been delivered from the powers of darkness. So what is the challenge? How we think. And if you choose to think like a group, you will face the same dilemma that Israel faced. They allowed 10 leaders to influence their thinking and they all perished. Hello? You are the gatekeeper of your mind. You determine what you allow in your mind. You protect your thought life. You're not a garbage bin. You're not a trash can. Why do you allow people to come vomit in your mind? Why do you watch things on social media that incites your old nature? If Christ is not in it, what are you doing even looking at it? Because He's going to resurrect the old man. Hello? The inferior man, the weak man, the sinful man, the racist man, like this. Bam! So, so, so people are under, and this is what COVID did. That's why I fought COVID, because I understood what the devil was doing. He isolated people again. So for two and a half years in South Africa, people had no interaction. Now you can see it. The tension between black and white people are more than ever in South Africa. And I give this government the responsibility for that, for mismanaging COVID and forcing people back into isolation. That's reality. That's why the divide is bigger than ever. So the church has to work harder than ever to get people back to a sound mind. Because a lot of things aren't a sound mind. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a what? A sound mind. So what you are saying is not, it's not sound what you're saying, my brother. Especially if you're saying you are a Christian. Because if you say something, you have to reflect the mind of Christ. Because the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. You have to put on the mind of Christ. You have to display the mind of Christ. You have to set yourself on the, the mind of Christ. Uh, not your buddy's mind. So the conversation of 10 leaders influenced, listen, the whole mob. Three million. Three million people that had not made up their minds about what the future held until 10 political, I mean 10 leaders stood up and said they are giants and brought a bad report. The Bible says an evil report and that Report influenced their whole constituency. And they all said, we be not able. We have no future. Let us go back to Egypt. Let's kill Moses. Let's kill the this. Let's kill the that. Let's kill somebody. Let's just kill somebody. Where's that going to bring us? Are you a Christian? If not, I accept. But if you're a Christian... 
And any form of hate comes out of your mouth, black, white, yellow, pink, I don't care what the colour of your skin is, it's never justified. Never justified. Never justified. Never justified. One Gospel TV viewers, and I know millions of you are watching. Never justified. Ever, 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 ever. Not as a Christian. So he says, we are, if you're raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. So, so what is that? It's, it's choice. Choice. Everybody say choice. Say kiosa. Yeah, kiosa. Choice. Choice. You choose where you set your mind. On your problems, we all have them. On the giants, we all face them. On impossibilities, we all face them. On crime, we all face it. Where's your mind focused? Because what you look at the longest becomes the strongest in your life and becomes the dominant thought of your mind. Listen to me very carefully. People don't like this because where is the responsibility now? Not in the hands of God. It is in moi, moi, me. Me have to now take responsibility for me to go successfully through this journey of transformation. And every time I have wrong thinking and wrong conversation, I regress. So some people take two steps forward, sit with their friends and don't come to church for four weeks and they take five steps back. And then they sit there again. Last year, you saw me not as a white pastor. Suddenly you see me as a white pastor again. I haven't changed. I was white when you walked in here. I'm still white. No, as a matter of fact, I was peach pink then. I still am peach pink. Now suddenly you see my color. I never changed. I never changed. Who changed? Why did you change? Because you're listening to wrong conversation. Come on, give the Lord a praise, man. You know what I'm saying is life and it's true. Come on, give Him a praise. I almost have to fly away to save myself from some of you. Look how scared I am. Prost. So who's going to change South Africa? The Christians. The Christians. 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 I saw some pictures um, of that. What is that? That's Women's Month. Praise God for all your friends. No, you'll cry. You'll mount. We'll cry in a day. But I saw some pictures of what was that race with the women that you all did? Spa. Well, it wasn't the spa. It was the spa. That's South Africa. The pictures I saw were black and white, young and old, all walking together, smiling. That's the South Africa I see. No hatred, no violence. United in a common poor cause. Let's walk five kilometers. Let's run 10 kilometers. Let's all go in the same direction. Let's put our differences aside. Because what is important, the race is important. Come on. Not the stumbling blocks, not the obstacles. What is important is the race is crossing the finish line. And if we want to cross the finish line, we better set our minds on things above and not on things on the earth. And we better display the Christ-like character and nature in everything we do. Because Jesus Christ is still the hope of the world in the name of Jesus. God bless you, television. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet as a new creature. I haven't even done my introduction, but I have to go. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, this is a critical moment in our lives, in our nation. 
We cannot afford to allow ourselves to go back to the places we have come from. We have been delivered. Let's keep our eyes on the goal. Let's keep our eyes on the land of milk and honey. Let's keep our eyes because your brother is not your problem. Your brother of another mother is not your enemy. We hail from one blood. We come from one God. We are one people in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, Christians. Come on. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and focus on the land of milk and honey and set your mind on things above. And as we do, we will progress. And I'm going to say this again because God spoke to me. God's will will be done in South Africa. Listen carefully. Listen. It's an optimistic statement, yes. Whether it happens in our lifetime or not, we decide, not God. If we go back to racism and apartheid and fighting and bickering about everything, then this generation will not inherit the promised land. Then your children will. Then the people who actually decide to change their mindsets and to walk in the love of God, they will. Yeah. Yes, give the Lord a praise. Come on, I, I, I mean, our future doesn't have a, a, a time frame. Doesn't have a time frame. But um, if you were standing in church next to a black brother and because of something somebody else did, now suddenly you view black people differently, what the heck is wrong with you? Are you so shallow? Is you so oppervlakkig? So Christus Lewis. Hello. 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 Is there anybody out there? Hello. 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 Om een laar te trek gaan nie help nie. Wat een laar gaan ons trek? Een wit laar, een zwart laar, een soete laar, kozenzaar, zulu laar, een penny laar, een Engelse laar, wie wil daar? Een Skotse laar, een Ierse laar. Wat een laar gaan jy trek? En as jy in die hemel kom, wat wacht vir jou? You just can't get along with your white brothers down here. What are you going to do in heaven? If you make it. <clears throat> Come on, give the Lord praise, man. To hell with the devil and the devil's agenda. Let us arise and possess the land of milk and honey. For our children and our children's children, give the Lord a praise. I love you all. I say it with a... <laughs> Not with the love of Christ. I love you because I love you, okay? You're all good people. I don't meet bad people. I meet people all the time. And I'm amazed by uh, the, the people in South Africa. No matter the skin color, there's a few disruptors. But don't let your thoughts be disrupted by some other people. We will rise and we will rebuild and we will see the South Africa that God promised us in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's no place for fear. Keep your eyes on Jesus and let's march forward. Come on, lift your hands as we worship God before the offering this morning. Love you all. God bless you. Father, we thank you that as we just come, let your spirit fall upon us, Father. Come and work in our hearts like only you can. Father, we thank you that we come. We worship you this morning. Come on, if every head bowed and every head bowed and every eye closed, the believers praying in this place. Maybe you're standing here. And as our pastor was preaching this morning, you have a desire to change your life. But it starts by having a relationship for us to be part of the discipleship process. 
To change our mind, it starts by changing the heart first. And that is why every single one of us have a responsibility this morning to respond to the loving arms of Christ that are open. So as every head is bowed and eye closed and believers praying, no one walking around. Maybe you're standing in this place and as pastor was preaching, you realize that you do not have a relationship. And without that relationship, you will not have peace. You will not have joy. You'll not even have the opportunity to renew your mind because that all comes through Christ. Maybe you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons you've drifted away. But God is calling you back today and He's saying, come. That He loves you. There is no sin you committed yesterday that will separate you from the love of God. Maybe you've done things yesterday and you think that God cannot forgive you. But I'm telling you that God is standing and waiting with arms wide open, waiting to receive you. Maybe you're not sure if heaven is your home, but you would love to make sure. That is the start of the process. If that is you quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, please pray with me. Thank you for the hands here on the flank. Thank you for the hands there on the top. Come on, if that is you, you stand. Come on, maybe as a husband, you as a family are not serving God. You stand up as the husband today and say, I'll come back. Come on, your family will follow as you stand for Christ. Come on, some of you have been trusting for your friends, your relatives, but you're not even sure that you are walking that relationship. It starts by you surrendering first. Come on, the Spirit of God is falling in this place. You just speak to Him. You come back to Him. Come on, some of you have uneasiness in your heart currently. Your heart is beating at a hundred miles. That is the Spirit of God coming and wooing and speaking to you, drawing close to you. Come on, you just respond back to Him this morning. Say, yes, I'm coming back. If you lifted your hand, you can put it down for us. If you have not, please lift it up now. In Jesus' name. Come on, so many hands being lifted. You come back. Come on, it's all about your relationship with God. Don't be stubborn when it gets to the things of God. Come on, you know in your heart you're backslidden. It takes one step to come back. Family, you that are standing in the front, I think you heard the excitement of all of us clapping and singing because we know that your life will never be the same from today. And you are facing so many things. I can see the emotions. But I want to tell you that God loves you. And as you accept Him today, He will come into your heart and He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And we as a family, we are dedicated. We want to help you. We want to guide you. We want to be there for you as much as you allow us to be part of your life. So in a moment, we're going to ask you just to put your hand on your heart and we're going to lead you in a prayer. And you're going to ask God to come into your heart and He's going to save you. And as Pastor said, you'll be translated instantly from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But in between, for us, for here and going to heaven, we need to be discipled. And that is the start. We're going to pray for you. But then we're going to encourage you. Get involved in our home cells. Come to church. Come twice on a Sunday. Come wherever you can. Come. Because the more you come, the more you will be changed and transformed. In Jesus' name. So just put your hand on your heart and just play it. Pray after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you 
to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I'm sorry that I lived without you. But today, I accept you as my Lord and as my Saviour. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again and that you live forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.